Hi, I'm Danny Murphy, and welcome back to Virtual Reality, where me and Evan Real spill all the reality TV news and gossip, and get ready to listen to our full, unedited interview with one of your favorite reality TV stars. Dorit Kemsley. Danny and I have been counting down the milliseconds for this moment. It is such a joy and honor to have you on the podcast, especially because it's been such a stellar start of this season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, specifically for you. I hope you know that. I do. Thank you very, very much for saying that. Thank you. I know I'm, I am really, um, I was excited and a little surprised, but a lot of love, a lot of love coming out the, you know, out of the premiere. And um, obviously the second episode we've seen, but the rest of the world haven't seen yet. Um, They'll see this week. Um, but yeah, I think uh, snarky, you know, funny, snarky, Dorit people like. Yeah. Oh, we love. And I want you, I hope for any person who maybe wasn't sending you the love before, I want you to go to them on theme and say, big mistake, big, huge. Huge. Because pretty woman is here. <laughs> love that. I am with you all day long. No, the ones, there are a few, um, you know, that, that, Honestly, from the very, very beginning, like Faces Faces by Bravo, his name oh, is Stephen. Yes, we love Stephen. Love Stephen. Like I have my, my heart and soul. I mean, he knows. He is one of the few when there were so many people that were so horrible to me. And I mean, horrible. And Evan, by the way, you're another one that they were like these bright lights in the very beginning when everyone was so horrible and you know, I was so polarizing and everyone was, you know, no one was a fan. And then there was just like little lights. And I don't forget that. And trust me, I mean, that goes so far. So, um, but needless to say, thank you. Um, It was, it was a fun premiere for sure. Yeah. Well, you are always a bright light in our lives for sure. And I think the brightest moment in that premiere episode was that confessional, Dorit, that the fans just can't get enough of. I mean, delivering the line. Talk about line delivery. When you recorded that, when, when you when you were performing that, did you expect that it would take off the way it has? No, no. I mean, t- first of all, you know, we do these interviews and, you know, I was I was really hurt by Erica when she had done what she did at BravoCon, you know, particularly because not just because we're friends, but, you know, I was there in her corner, you know, as it was a few months earlier that I was in Aspen and, you know, I woke up, it was actually, so we were at BravoCon. um, So it's coming up on a year, but I woke up to that, like all of this nonsense. And I just thought, what? Like, that's so, so, um, you know, if you're going to go there, I mean, you you got to expect some snark and some, you know, right back. And then, you know, when um, when I was asked that question, I did that. And I mean, listen, that was sometimes you can get asked a question more than once. That was the one and only time I had ever given that answer. Um, and I it wasn't like I thought about it before. It was just playing in my head, you know, and seeing her. And it was just. With it a double. Just, yeah, exactly. Yes. Marching to the center of the stage, delivering the line. I know. Um, yeah. And, well, and I, also, especially because you open up to her in the second episode, that it wasn't just like, hey, even if you and PK were smooth sailings, everything's great. Still a thing for some a friend to do. 
But on top of that, with the added thing that you're like, no, you don't understand, it actually hit us when we were kind of down or when you were feeling a little bit more down and out. That must have actually really hurt. And also at a time when you weren't comfortable opening up about that yet to your friends. That's right. That's right. We we had had, listen, the last couple of years post-home invasion, they've been very different, very difficult, very difficult for me. Um, you know, there's no area of your life that it doesn't touch. And, you know, my husband who travels for work and he's, he was traveling the most that year and it was a year I needed him the most, you know, and that really, it definitely took a toll and we had our challenges. And, you know, when you're going through something that's very foreign and um, we weren't filming at the time, you know, we were off season. So um, it, you, you, you go through it. I mean, it's your private matters, right? And it's not like we're heading to divorce court, but we're just, we're disconnected, which PK and I, we really are, are very codependent and we're connected. So it's like the first time in 13 years we've been together that we felt this disconnect. And so it was, you, you're kind of like trying to even figure it out. Um, so no, I wasn't sharing and talking about it per se. In fact, when we came into this season, it was really important for me to be open and honest and talk about it um, because it's the reality. It's the reality of what I faced and we faced. And, you know, it's not just in my marriage. It was, you know, in a lot of areas in my life and, you know, PTSD really grabbed hold of me. And then, you know, with the second robbery, it threw me back in tenfold. So um, it was a really, really difficult last couple of years. And to have your friend, you know, sort of march on stage, it just felt really like there wasn't a good excuse for it, you know? And if it was meant for a joke, why not say Lisa and Harry? Because that would have been funnier, you know? But it had a little bit of uh, in there. And I didn't like that. And I was wondering, and I don't know if you and PK get into this down the line, but I know from my own personal experience sometimes, but when something really stressful or traumatic happens, I tend to just bury myself in work. And when you were talking about how PK was traveling, doing all this stuff, do you feel in hindsight or from him, was that a defense mechanism because he couldn't process or was it just so happened to be a really busy time? That is such a great question. And actually, I'm going to tell you, um, Thank you for even bringing that up and hearing it from your perspective, because these are the kinds of things that what we end up doing is we we personalize it. Right. So it's really like from my perspective, you know, here I am where I'm always the one who is there for everyone. And, you know, I need you the most and you're not here and didn't or couldn't really look at it from any other perspective And whilst you're working through things, you know, particularly that, I think it's really important that you do open yourself up to be compassionate to the other person, you know, for both of us, him, me, and me, him. And it's true. Listen, PK wasn't here, you know, um, the night of the home invasion. And I'm sure that there is some, some guilt and some feelings that he does, he needs to process. And it's easier, I suppose, you know, you bury yourself in work and you're running and you're not really faced with it. Um, but, you know, when you're in, in in a relationship and, you know, it's even the hard times that you have to be there for, you know, and I know it's not fun, but, you know, especially going through what I had to go through and, you know, taking care of two little beautiful children that I kept it, 
you know, I kept it away from them. And it was really important that I did. Um, they're still young enough where they're not Googling and they're not on social media. So I could, you know, keep it away from them, taking care of them and working and um, trying to do things and not having my partner there. It was, it made things, it made life very difficult and it obviously caused some problems, but, you know, we ultimately, thank goodness, you know, we, we never separated. We had our challenges and we continued to work through, um, you know, and, get better and better and stronger. And, you know, that's not always something that happens overnight, you know? I love that you guys didn't give up despite a challenging time. So it's it, it was interesting that when the season premiered, those rumors about your marriage came up and there were reports that you weren't living together. How did that impact you and PK personally after putting in so much work to get to a better place? So, you know, I got word um, just before uh, the article was going to run. And, um, you know, that's why PK and I decided to put out a statement right away, because I knew that this, you know, this could and we're not the type really that there's been so many things in the paper and rumors and so on. I don't debunk things. I don't even pay attention when things are just not real. I let it have its moment because why give it air, you know, and I feel like you'll end up chasing your tail. And this was one of those times where I just knew, especially because we were very open and vulnerable and talking about it in the season, if we weren't going to address it, then it could take on a life of its own. And so we immediately put out a statement. It's never fun, you know, to see those things. But at the point that you're jointly putting out a statement, you know, debunking it and saying, this is not true. We're not going to focus on rumor and hearsay. Rather, we're going to continue to work on our marriage and the commitment that we have to the family as a united couple. It it was like, whatever anyone wants to say after that, well, then go for it. You know, you, you know, you have, you have our take on it. You have the ones that want to know the truth. I mean, we've just put out the truth. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's never fun, Evan, but it's, it's par for the course, you know? And now, before we wrap up, uh, episode two is really interesting because as you're navigating your own challenges with PK, it's clear that you pick up on Kyle and may- maybe the feelings that she's having about her marriage. Maybe she's in a rough spot. And what I really appreciated about that scene in the car on the way to your pretty woman date is that you, you asked her and gave her space to open up if she wanted to, but you, clearly she was setting some boundaries and you let her have those boundaries. But as her friend, what has it been like watching on, on these first two episodes, how tense it, it was in the marriage and then also seeing everything that has played out in the press and how does that inform your friendship with Kyle? So, um, you know, right after the reunion last year, um, Kyle really distanced herself and not just from me, um, from the entire group and really a lot of her friends. And I never thought that I would ever be included in that, but I was, you know, and we we still sort of chatted, you know, a little bit on text here and there. I was going through my own things. So I think that that I guess I didn't really realize how much we weren't spending time together or really talking. But then, you know, before 
a couple of months before we started filming, you know, I was reaching out to her a lot and wanted to get together and I wasn't getting any kind of response. And mm. I, I could tell it just felt like something must be going on. Um, you know, the thing is, and I think someone told me recently that she had said in an interview um, that she didn't appreciate me saying it. I should have, you know, asked her off camera. Um, you know, the reality is she knows full well. I mean, she's been doing this a long time. You know, it, it was very obvious, not just to me, but, you know, that something must be going on. And I could sit there and twiddle my thumbs and um, but she's my friend, you know, and, and you behave the way you would behave with your friends. Um, that said, when I started to feel like Kyle was not really giving much, I wanted it to be respectful. You know, I didn't want to continue to pry. But, um, you know, you care about your friends, you're going to ask them. And, you know, it's up to them. Listen, I've been in a situation, I always say to my friends, you can ask me anything. If I don't want to say it, I'll say, I really don't want to talk about it, you know? And I think that that's really important in a friendship, but it's, um, I find it difficult, especially those that you're very close with to be tiptoeing around and like, you know, do you, don't you, do you, I'm a very like, you know, I say what I mean. I mean what I feel. I say what I feel. I mean what I, you know, all of that. It also shows uh, that you care and that you're noticing it. and that you're aware. Yeah. That you pick up on everything. Exactly. That's the thing is it's because of our close friendship. I wasn't going to sit there and pretend like everything was okay because then it's just, it, it's not real. And, you know, and, it, and it's definitely not me. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, listen, now seeing what it was like, um, you know, it does feel like um, I, I went through feelings of even then um, and shortly after feeling hurt that, you know, I was sort of standing on the periphery, but you know, you, that's Kyle's decision, you know, and, for whatever, whatever reason, that's what she needed. And that's the way it was. And it is, um, we're strong enough to always come back together. We have, um, you know, I hate to use the word united, but you know, we've, we've reunited, but, um, we definitely, you know, are closer now than we were then, you know, seeing each other and communicating a lot more. So I'm happy about that. That Well, that is good to hear. Now, you and PK, obviously, you made it through the tough times. You stuck it out. Do you hope that she and Mauricio can make it through? Are you rooting for them to stay together? Listen, if I'm being honest selfishly, of course, I would love, love to see that they work it out and they come back stronger and better. I mean, they are such a beautiful couple. Um, that said... I care about them both and I want them both to be happy. And as sad as it is, and it's, I find it incredibly sad and heartbreaking. Um, it's, it's really, it's, you know, I guess it's what they need and ultimately what's best for them. You know, um, I do hope they can work it out, but it does feel like it's, it's reached places that I don't know. Um, I think after the People Magazine article, it felt like it might be the beginning of the end um, because I had known that they had had difficulties. But once that article came out, it just felt like it was public now and it felt a little bit more serious, you know. And okay. so, um, you know, like I said, I I, I want them to be happy. Um, you know, I, I will always 
I'll be there for both of them. And certainly their children whom I love more than anything. Um, you know, and I want, the, I want Kyle to know that she'll be supported, you know, either way by me always. Um, but um, yeah, I guess only time will tell. And it's also yeah. the thing where you hope they are able, you want them almost to kind of, because I know this happens where people try to stick it out longer than they should and they start to have more resentment and it starts to get a little ugly. And when there's like a family, you're like, if, if you guys feel whatever is best for you, sometimes it just has to be whatever step forward that is. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely agree. And you know what? If you can do it amicably, especially when you have children, it's best. And you're right, because if you if you try to fit a square peg in a round hole and it just doesn't go, mm-hmm. no one's benefiting. You know, and so I think that um, I think that there's enough love there um, that that's ultimately what they would both want, even if they don't stay together. Yeah. Oh, Dorit, your words of wisdom. We could listen to them for hours and hours, days and days. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. And we'll see you at BravoCon. Yes. BravoCon. I'm so excited. I can't wait. If you loved gossiping with us, and I know you do, then don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, Virtual Reality by Page Six. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next week.